Okay, so welcome to the second episode. Uh, and this one I really, really wanted to talk about, like the, the school difference, the academic differences and the social differences about being in um, a Japanese university and then being in an American university. And once again, like I've only been here for less than six months and this is just what I've experienced. And of course, like I'm just, you know, life in my own eyes, all that good stuff. Um, so just to reintroduce things like I am here for what will be a six month stay in uh, University in Japan in the Kanazawa area um, and then I will go back to America and I've been at my American University for I'll, I'll be a fourth year by the time I return um, and the biggest difference for me I would say is just the vibe of the campuses the two campuses um, meaning my campus at home in America and my campus here in Japan. Now, my American school is also on a hill, but not on a mountain. <laughs> um, and there are things happening all the time, like different clubs doing things all the time, like events going on all the time, um, activities for everyone happening every moment it feels like of the day if you have free time there is a way to feel it um there are emails there are groups that you can join club activities that you can join that will send you out periodic emails like almost daily emails and some of them they're like chain emails that just keep going and going and going and then you try to unsubscribe and there's like a loophole you have to jump through to unsubscribe from them um, and then we have this massive club fair activity, you know, for freshmen, it's, I mean, it's for everyone, but, you know, the target is like, you know, how many freshmen can we get into our club, you know, that kind of thing, but you can join at any point in time, it's not, not a huge commitment depending on the club that you're in, um, so there's just something happening all the time, and now with my experience here, is I'm sure that there are a lot of things happening on this campus all the time, like, it has to be, it's university, but, there, being an international student, the school here is not as prepared for handling international students as my American school, and a lot of American schools are. Um, you know, like, I get emails, and a lot of them are in just Japanese, and I'm just looking at straight, like, rows of kanji sometimes. And kanji is the kind of pictographic writing system that Japan uses. Um, it looks almost exactly like Chinese characters, if you've ever seen them. Um, and actually kanji was like borrowed from China and then Japan like adapted a few of their own um, so yeah so sometimes I'm just looking at all of that and I'm like well I can't I can read like maybe four sentences of this and after reading those four sentences I'm just like I'm tired and I'm not going to try to figure out whatever the rest of this is um, and that being said like my Japanese level is pretty good and these some of the kanji are just really specific or what we call like uh, the word is semon yogo, which means like really specialized vocabulary, I think. Um, if anyone out there is speaking Japanese and wants to correct me, please feel free. Um, I, I can use the, the, the help. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so the emails are, a lot of them are just in Japanese. Um, a lot of the clubs that you can join, like everyone's speaking Japanese, so it's there's definitely a barrier there some clubs that are like really open to you know everyone joining and then you just have to get accumulated um you know and I, I think that's i mean it's the same in america like if you come to america and you can't if you come to an american university and you can't speak the language very well you know it's going to be really difficult for you but i have also had stories of my friends getting turned down from clubs because 
um, this was not set out right, but this was like, kind of like, oh, you're the foreign person, it's really hard for us to kind of fit to what you're, like, accommodate for you, so maybe it's best if you don't join, or maybe it's best if, you know, you do your thing over here, and we do our thing over here, that kind of vibe, um, and I've never experienced that, I've never ever had that situation before, um, most of the people that I've been around have always been really open to me, um, so I think in the beginning, like, the vibe is just very different, um, the kind of atmosphere is very different, students here are, you know, clubs are very much more strict here, you join a club and it's like you're in, like, you meet and you're in, um, in America they're much more lax, like, it's what you have time for, you put in the time that you have, but a club here is like a, a commitment, so it's, it's, it's a bit of a different vibe, um, just the atmosphere and how lax clubs are in America and how lax the campus is in America. For example, you could have a part, like every, you, a lot of people live on the campuses in most American universities, so parties and things like that are pretty common. Drinking on campus is pretty common. In Japan, there's no law against like open drinking, but I'm pretty sure you can't just like walk into your classroom here and just like have a, have a beer, you know, that's probably super legal or, you know, walking through, like, a really public area on campus is frowned upon if you're just having a beer, but, you know, in my dormitory, of course, you can have alcohol, you know, that kind of stuff, um, actually, don't quote me on that, I'm not sure, (laughs) but I don't think it's a problem, because we've had, like, parties on campus that are sponsored by the RAs here, you know, like, with the university name on, like, Kanazawa opening party that have had, like, alcohol, so I don't think it's illegal, um, but, yikes, you know, whatever, whatever. Anyway, but, you know, in America, it's, like, illegal to have the alcohol on campus, but, you know, everyone does it, everyone goes to parties, you know, it's not, it is what it is, um, but here, parties are not so much a thing, not so much a thing here, um, they're, especially not the parties that we have in America, there are no red clubs flying around, there's no beer pong, there are no sticky floors and tables, usually, unless people are getting really rowdy, um, and the parties are usually for, like, really special occasions, like, opening welcome party, or closing ceremony party, etc., etc., um, Christmas party, maybe, Halloween party, I don't know, something like that, probably not a Halloween party, because that's really American, but I don't know, I, I wasn't here last semester, so maybe they did, um, and then, like I said in another segment somewhere in the first episode, that a lot of people don't live on campus, usually international students are, live on the campus, so... Most Japanese students just go to their apartments or to their house with their families once they are done with classes, um, and that's that just kind of muddles any potential party situation. Because usually, you know, in America we have parties when a bunch of you know like college students get together and they're like, "Hey, I'm not going home this weekend. You know, I live kind of far away. Like, I I came from the Midwest to the East Coast, so and I I don't even I don't think I'm really planning to return to the West to the Midwest. So, you know." my mind is like set on either being in the east coast or living abroad after graduation or maybe the west coast which i've never even been to but you know whatever so that's that's just like where i am um but what i mean to say is that you know when everyone's on campus together there's a potential for party for hangouts for things like that but not so much here unless you're actively putting yourself into clubs or you know clubs meaning after school activities um after-school groups and things like that, so it, it really, it's not the same ease of meeting people, you know, because really parties and alcohol is like a social lubricant, whatever, 
Um, and there are ways that that social lubrication happens. And I, I'll get to that in the next segment. But yeah, this one's already getting up to be eight, almost eight minutes and 30 seconds. So yeah, what I want to say is just like the vibe of meeting people and the vibe of the campuses are very, very different. Another difference that struck me actually was the inclusion of, uh, what do you call, I don't know what to call these things. Basically, um, so even in, even in American, American uh, universities, we have, you know, key cards, uh, identification cards that maybe you have to like take into your dining hall or you have to use against your building, things like that. But in Japan, you have a key card and I use it to get into my dorm room, but I also use it for when I go to class. So they check attendance by you kind of flashing your key card over this um, this kind of scanner and when it beeps that is how they you know know that you've come to class and to kind of combat people just like walking in beeping their card and then dipping out they some of them some of the professors also take attendance um, so you're kind of attendance is like really important here which I thought was so interesting um because in america some some professors of course keep attendance and some professors really do not care if you come or if you don't come like it's very much like it's your grade you learn the material or you don't learn the material um and when it comes to the test if you fail then that's kind of like you know it's your fate like you took it upon yourself you reap what you sow kind of deal um and you know, some professors know that like students won't come to class, or some professors don't put a lot of emphasis on lecture style teaching, so they upload everything online or like, hey, like you don't come to class, like that's fine, just make sure you either have someone take your notes for you or you uh, check out the online portal and you like, you know, download everything, make sure to do that. But here, um, they don't, I mean, they upload slides sometimes, but attendance is like a bigger deal here like you miss a certain number of classes and you could fail a class um and i have like friends for japanese freshman friends who say like there are classes that freshmen have to take and they have to be in attendance for and if they miss like one class or something then they fail um which i think is crazy unexcused absence unexcused absence i should i should say um yeah, so that was really interesting to me because I'm I'm a big fan of the the American style system. Like it's it's my education, so I feel like if I come to class, the option, kind of the option of being able to not go to class or to go to class is something that I like. I, I would never, I can't say that I would never purposely skip class, <laughs> but the option to be able to have that kind of control over my education is really freeing for me just having the option to go or to not to go but in the japanese system i feel like i have to go to every class because the attendance meter is always you know it's going um and that is a little weird for me i feel like it's a little like strict authority kind of situation um however i don't knock it necessarily maybe this is the way to get students more engage in education like hey you have to come so you might as well make the most of it while you're here maybe that's that kind of way of thinking i don't know i don't know but that's another interesting difference
difference, I think, uh, kind of going into the education system, not necessarily university style education system, but more like middle school, elementary school, maybe high school too, I'm not really sure. Um, but Japanese, I think elementary school students and middle school students don't have cafeterias in their, in their class, in their,、uh, in their schools. Instead, The food is like brought to their homeroom kind of classroom situation and they all eat together there.、Um, and for a lot of schools, I think like the statistics are really high. Like the government sponsors, pays for, essentially pays for、um, the lunching systems、uh, throughout the country for a lot of elementary school and middle schools. Correct me if I'm wrong,、um, but that's the information that I got. Within one of my、uh, home economic, Japanese home economics classrooms, where it's kind of lunch is like a part of the curriculum.、Um, and some days, the elementary school students or the middle school students take turns, like, like kind of pushing a cart of food into the various into the classroom, and then they help distribute the food. So they're kind of learning how to, like, where the food comes from a little bit, like, also like what the cafeteria workers go through when they're serving food.、Um, And they also learn a lot about healthy food choices because the Japanese like, school lunch system is a lot healthier than I think a lot of American schools.、Um, I was very lucky, and especially in high school and in my university.、Um, and you know, I was actually really, really lucky growing up because my parents either would always make lunch for me when I was really, really little, or you know, they would give me money to go buy something that I could bring into my lunch. My mom was always very careful about, like, you're really going to put that like, soda in your lunchbox? No, you're not going to drink that, that kind of thing. So, I, I mean, occasionally when I was little, I would drink soda and things like that, but. I, I don't touch soda these days. Like, I, I can't, just doesn't, I don't know, the, the bubbles hit the back of my throat and I'm like, can't do it.、Um, so, I was always really used to more healthier styles of eating that really progressed when I was in high school and college and had more options.、Um, but I think Japanese students have a really, really healthier diet style when they're in elementary and middle school. Like, I don't think they have vending machines that sell pop and chips and things like that. And, Um, yeah, so I think that's really interesting, especially the part about kind of cooperation and teamwork where the students are distributing the meals themselves. And they're not in a big cafeteria where it's like can be kind of loud and noisy, but they're in a smaller classroom setting with their classmates eating together、um, and kind of enjoying getting to know each other. So I thought that was really interesting.、Um, and I think it does have something to do with kind of. Building a sense of morale for like your class, your homeroom, your classroom, and just like the people around you, too.、Um, and I think that sense of cooperation really contributes to the Japanese kind of. I'll get into this more later, and this kind of goes a bit into my research, which I also want to talk about later. But I think all these activities that Japanese people, Japanese students, and this is generaliz- generalization, but Japanese students do when they're younger kind of contribute to the cooperational spirit that. Is really big in Japan, kind of this do it together, we're all kind of together, everyone cooperates, no one sticks out too far kind of idea that is present in America in some ways, but is not present in America in some ways.、Um, and I think that's really fascinating. On the topic of Japanese food, I thought it'd be interesting to talk about what kind of foods I like while I'm here in Japan. So essentially, I really can eat anything.、Um, 
When I was little, I kind of had, I used to eat shrimp a lot. Like my mom would always like fry it or something like that. I have an aunt who absolutely cannot stand any shellfish. She's like really religious and kind of has this thing for like anything in the Bible that says you shouldn't eat. She has an allergic reaction to it. I kind of think it's a, a mental thing, but to each their own. Um, I used to eat shrimp when I was little. And then once my mom cooked, I think it was maybe eight or 10 and I, I bit into it and then my lips swelled a little bit. And then we went to the hospital and they were like, um, you know, you might have allergic reaction, like you might have had allergic reaction, but you're probably fine. <laughs> and then my mom was like, oh, you're probably fine. So I'll just keep making shrimp. But I was really kind of afraid of eating shrimp again. So I just didn't eat it. Um, and when I would eat a little bit of shrimp, um, my lip would kind of ting a little bit. So I think it's totally a psychological thing. Um, now, if I eat a little, like, it doesn't have with any other shellfish. Like, I'm totally fine with any other shellfish. It's just when I eat, put shrimp on my lip and it tingles a little bit. If I eat a lot of it, it'll tingle. And I'll be like, because in my mind, I'll be thinking, like, oh, gosh, maybe I shouldn't eat this. And then, you know, it'll start tingling. So it's totally psychological, I think. Um, that being said, I don't eat shrimp a lot. So when I'm at a sushi place, I really, really like sushi. Um, I'm at a sushi place. I don't go for shrimp. Uh, I don't eat it in anything um i think it snuck into one of my pizzas my friend ordered a pizza and he kind of just put every ah, pizza that's also another thing another topic <laughs> pizza is very different here but anyway um yeah so i don't eat shrimp but any japanese food i really most japanese food i really like um i've tried a lot of different kinds of foods here i've tried takoyaki okoyaki okonomiyaki um different kinds of ramens and I have to say that most of all, I love karaage, which is like Japanese style fried chicken. And I don't even eat fried chicken a lot back in the States, but there's something about the chicken here that is just so good. It's like not too oily. It's like super juicy. If you order, if you get it at the right place, it can change your life. If you come to Japan, you've got to try it. It's so good, um, especially with karaage with some ramen. Like I could only maybe eat that once in a month. That combination specifically because it can't like ramen can be really oily and salty. But karaage, if I'm if I'm like having a day, like I can eat a lot of it. <laughs> um, oh, it's so good. I'm like getting hungry a little a little hungry right now. Um, yeah, so a lot of Japanese food I really really love, but. Japanese vegetables are the bomb like they're amazing like I do I don't really go out to eat here um, I think I mentioned at one point in time in one of the segments that I will go out if it's an experience if it's something I haven't had before or if it's like with a group of friends that I really really vibe with I'm like yeah let's go let's go try it but I usually cook for myself so I'll go down to the grocery store I'll take the bus to the grocery store and uh Recycling is a really, really big deal here. Not just recycling, but garbage classification. So you have a garbage can for your cans, and you have a garbage can for your uh, food waste, and a garbage can for your plastics, and um, you know, burnables and non-burnables, and all these different things. So plastic bags are just kind of going out of fashion here. I think a lot of places have made them illegal. Um, you can pay for them. Uh, I should clarify. So plastic bags are not given for free in a lot of places. You can pay like five yen for them and they will give them to you. Um, but in most grocery stores, I think you can just carry your own duffel bag. So I just take my bag with me and fill it up and then I you know, buy it at the counter or whatever. But 
Japanese vegetables are some of the best vegetables I've ever- I don't know what it is. I don't know, but cucumbers here, they're like the perfect size. They're not too like big and chunky like the ones in America where I'm just like chewing for like a long time and my jaw gets a little tired. But yeah, I'm exaggerating, but <laughs> cucumbers here are the bomb. Mushrooms here are so good. Everything tastes really fresh, um, which is really, really good. Not to say that American vegetables are not great. I, I love vegetables in general. If, if I could be a vegetarian and be sure that I would have like a really good, be high energy all day, then I would definitely be a vegetarian because vegetables are so good. At the same time, I do love karaage, so there's, there's a little conflict there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so food here is just really good too. I mean, food is good anywhere, let's be honest. Okay, so last big difference regarding, I don't know, just our daily life stuff would be garbage classification. Um, so recycling and garbage classification is really a big thing, at least in the, the area that I'm in, I'm in, it's huge. Um, so, you know, Japan is uh, an island, it's, very, it's not small necessarily, but it's not, you know, natural resources, things like that, like they have to be really careful about what they're putting into this island. I mean, it's just like, it's the same thing you do with your body, hopefully, like you're very cautious about what you do to it. So here in Japan, to protect, the environment and to just you know keep this beautiful scenery as beautiful as it can be they're really really um, precautious so what they do is they have a garbage can for your food product waste they have a garbage can for your um, non-burnable waste such as plastics and things like that they have one for cans one for um, pet bottles pet bottles are like kind of the plastic water bottle situations um, they have a lot of different things, and sometimes in your sink, you'll have this little, uh, you'll, if you go to someone's house, you'll see in the sink this little bucket kind of thing, it kind of sticks to the wall of the sink, and there's a little, a little net veneer thing inside of it, and you put the food waste, more like if you're peeling, I don't know, peeling a potato or something, you put the potato skit into that food waste basket, and then later on, you will dump it into your, like, burnable food garbage can um and at first i thought they were so strange because in the summertime um you know it gets hot if the door is open you know a fly comes in a fly lands in that little food basket and then pff, you got a fly problem but here that has only happened when one of my housemates was like not careful like he just was so i basically i live with a lot of students from I live with like five other people and we're all from different places and we all come from different um we all have different <laughs> we have different ways that we were raised you know like I went to boarding school for a long time and then I went away for school um into the east coast so I from a young age like I knew exactly like how to take care of myself and then my my parents and my aunts and like you know Especially the women in my family were very, very big on keeping a clean house. So I like have it in me from a really young age. Some people, you know, they don't have that kind of training. So they just kind of do whatever. And once, you know, one of my housemates did something and then there were just flies and stuff like that. That's another interesting thing to talk about. It's just how cleanliness in this country Japan is a very clean country and I think it's because they take so much care into 
sorting trash, where it goes, you know, keeping kind of the space clean. Because there is this concept of omoyari,、um, which is like kind of having sympathy for something else, for someone else.、Um, and I think that's a really beautiful thing here, too.、Um, and so you don't want to damage anything, you want to keep nature as beautiful as you can.、Um, Even though Japan and like cities like Tokyo, it's really rare to see like a big, you know, forest spot. I don't know if there is in Tokyo a forested area besides like a designated park or something.、Um, but in the area that I live, like, like I'm on a mountain, so there's nature everywhere. And to cut down how much they are, you know, damage nature, they're really, really careful about, you know, trash and things like that. So. Yeah, classification is really, really big here. And at first, I think a lot of people considered annoying. I met even Japanese people who are like, wow, that is so annoying. Like, you know, but it's, it's, you know, it's the same thing you do with your body. Like, you don't want to just be putting anything in your body and just like, you know, putting bad things out into your environment. So, why would you do that with nature? Like, if you don't want it, if you don't want something rotten just left in your house, like, why would you put this thing that cannot, you know, Biodegrade into nature. Why would you do that to the animals and things like that? That's how I feel. But you know, I've met people who have a lot of different stances on it.、Um, I'm a big guy for recycling and I like this like spitting, spitting garbage thing.、Um, I don't know, it's nice. It, it's also just like、um, people taking care of their surroundings and thinking of other people. I'm, I'm torn on the thinking of other people first kind of thing for a really good reason, which I will explain later. But I think it is a very, as a place that you want to live, that's something that you maybe want to think of if you're having kids. Like, you know, will these people think of my kids? You know, they won't just like, I don't know. I don't know how, how to explain it properly. I'll try to explain it another, in another segment later on. Leave the last segment on a, on a cliffhanger、uh, with me being able to unexplain things, but I will want to put this in a different episode called probably called like cultural themes and topics because、um, I learned so much about Japanese culture and ways of thinking.、Uh, so, there is something that I will just describe kind of briefly called omoyari, and omoyari probably I'm like 90% sure. Um, and this is you know, my hypothesis, but I'm 90% sure this is what it is. Okay, so it comes from two different words. One of them, omo, is a verb and it means to think, and then yari comes from yaru, which means to do. So when you put them together, it becomes omo yari, <laughs> which is what I'm hoping. I'm thinking that's what it means, but I could you know, do my research and find out later that I'm completely wrong. So don't, don't quote me on this just yet until I. Further figure it out, but basically, it kind of means to have a kind of awareness of someone else before they even come into the picture. For example, before you go into a convenience store in Japan, you will see an umbrella rack there, and you will see umbrellas there. And if you put your umbrella in that rack, and no one will take it absolutely, no one will take it. And this is a moriyari because. The shop is thinking about the customers before they even come. You know, they have this umbrella rack there so that way, you know, it's raining outside. It really rains. It pours in the area that I'm in. Like, it, when it rains, it pours in Kanazawa. And it doesn't pour for 
an hour or two hours, it pours for three or four days, which I love rain, so it's not a problem for me at all. But the fact that the convenience stores and the grocery stores have these is a moyadi. They're thinking of you before you even get there. So you put your umbrella in, it dries, you know, the water drips off before you, you know, you go into the convenience store and the water dries off before you come back to grab it and you go on your merry way. Um, another example of a moyadi is probably... Uh, I mean, they're so apparent that I've probably gotten really used to them these days, but they're, they're everywhere. Like, if you come to Japan, you'll probably notice them right away. Um, and just, they're kind of always thinking of how to make the experience more comfortable. Um, and also just thinking about the customer and the consumer before they even get to the place, the destination, which I think is a really cool concept. And why that links into, like, your kids is pretty obvious. It's self-explanatory, but, you know... If you're a person with children, um, you don't want your children to be, you know, harmed in any way. Of course not. So maybe you want a place where the community is always thinking of each other. And there is a kind of give and take with this, which I will get into later. Um, and I keep saying this, like I'll get into it later, but when? Who knows? Um, <laughs> you know, the community will take care of you in certain ways and then it won't take care of you in certain ways so it's really dependent on what you are expecting out of your experience if you ever come to Japan and the experience you're bringing to Japan the kind of perspective you're bringing to Japan when you get here because you could find that in a place like Kanazawa where it's a little quiet there's not it's not America big city at all you know you're not going to find a pop-in club here you're not going to find you know like a, a disco dance room with like you know we can just like take shots all night long that kind of situation it's going to be maybe you'll find it but it'll be really expensive um including like the cost of travel and things like that but in this region it's not like it's definitely not new york it's not boston it's not i don't know los angeles or whatever so if you're coming for that kind of experience you'll be a little down probably but Japan and this area can definitely take care of you in other ways that are more wholesome. I don't know. I mean, I personally would love to go to a club and take shots until like 1 a.m. and then dip out for a cheap price if I could. But I make what I make do with what I have. So, yeah. <laughs>